And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Sklansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. And guess what? We're uh, going to start a barbershop quartet. Yes, I like Ooh. it. We need two more people, though. Yeah, who wants to join our barbershop quartet? Well, I, I'm more of a not good singer. Right, so we need three people to join our barbershop quartet. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be Nigel. I'll be the guy who uh, books all everything and, and discovers the, the band. Oh, okay. You'll discover us while we're playing at a, a bar. Yes, yes, I will. Yeah, a very, very special bar. Yeah. Which I kind of want to know a little bit more background on this bar. Well, I'm sure they dive into it. In, Later up seasons of The Simpsons. I don't think they ever do. There's a couple, I think, aren't there? I don't know. Okay, we're going to talk about it in the episode. Yes. And then you guys can let us know if you know of a future episode where they talk about said bar. Yes. That we keep talking about. So let's 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 get into the episode here. Oh, yeah. Welcome to season five. I know you guys just finished season four, which is awesome. It's a great yeah. ending to season four, but... It's been about a month and a half since we've recorded, yeah. and so we're welcoming everyone back to Season 5, which you guys are just jumping into now, but we've jumped into about a month and a half later. So, welcome to Season 5, everyone. <laughs> yes. Alright, so, Episode 1 of Season 5 is Homer's Barbershop Quartet. And and this is just one, I feel like this is just one long episode <laughs> dedicated to the Beatles. Because well, there's, like, a Beatles reference every, like, two minutes. Which is kind of funny, because they already did Ringo Starr. Yeah. And so this episode, we get the George... Yeah, we get George Harris. Harrison and David Crosby. Which is actually David Crosby's second episode. Yeah, so, so the Simpsons writers must really like the Beatles. I mean, they, they, they are a fantastic be, band. Yeah, they're a big fan of the Beatles. But yeah. the Beatles were never a barbershop quartet. Correct. So, maybe. I don't. I guess yeah. I don't know any true barbershop quartets. Although, our the special... Dap- the Dapper Dance from Walt Disney, which yeah. we'll get into in a second. Yeah. So our fa- but here's the funny thing. So our favorite, one of our favorite guests, Andy uh, McElfresh. Yes. He is like the leader of like the National Barbershop Quartet. Oh, we should have had him on for this. Well, episode. I know. <laughs> I actually messaged him. He's probably still busy with the whole Leno thing and never got back to me. But yeah. definitely going to see if we can get him for Treehouse of Horror number four. So we'll look into that in about I think it's only four or five episodes. Yes, it is. Another, another quick uh, turnaround for. Uh, Treehouse of Horror. Yes. So the air date for this one is September 30th, 1993. In our recap, the Simpsons discover an old barbershop quartet album starring Homer. But I like how (laughs) this is Homer's barbershop quartet. Yeah. Like, from, we'll get to the flashback, but it almost means like the flashback was like, these guys got together, started this group. I didn't necessarily think Homer was the leader. No, he wasn't. I feel like Skinner was more the leader. I feel like it was it was a quarter leadership for everyone. Oh, okay. You Except for was... Wiggum. Yeah. Oh, Wiggum. All right. So, the chalkboard gag this week. I will never win an Emmy. <laughs> and uh, this is a reference to the first year The Simpsons was not nominated. Which... I mean, they've only been around four years. Yeah. So, I mean... But the first year, they weren't... I mean, out of their... I mean, four years, they were nominated three years. Hey, that's a pretty good record. <laughs> now, now, the fourth season, for as you guys have been listening, was a decent season. Yeah, it was pretty good. I wouldn't necessarily say the best season, but it was it fairly was, decent. It was a good It was the start of the Golden Age. Exactly. So, there was some... There was some, uh... What's that word? Like, uh testing the waters yeah. or 
messing around with uh, storylines and how yeah. to figure it. So maybe that's why it didn't get nominated because they're they're kind there of there's some good episodes. Yes, there definitely were, but I think they were more testing the waters and yeah. seeing what they could do, what they couldn't. And yes, the bad episodes we reviewed <laughs> were definitely disconnected, disjointed. Yeah. They were try- probably trying something new that didn't work, and they never repeated that again. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And the show, so coincidentally, the show and its cast won nine Emmys since the premiere of, I believe, this episode. I don't know if it's this episode or just the premiere of the show. Obviously, they've won tons more yeah. in the last 30 years. I wish Homer could win an Emmy, but he can't. But he did get he did get put into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, so he can't win an Emmy, but he could get put in the Hall of Fame. By the way, I highly recommend Fox did a superb documentary, I guess you can call it, for Homer at the Bat. I know I mentioned it at the Homer at the Bat episode, but check it out. Fantastic. All right, couch gag this week. And we get multiples. It's like we got all these repeats. They were like, all right, you know what? We did so many repeats last season. Let's try to get it right here. Well, I'm going to burn your theory because the next episode is a repeat. <laughs> Perfect. So, so let's, 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 no, okay, I don't know that. Let's say no one knows that because they've never watched The Simpsons before. Okay. What have you been living under a rock? Exactly. All right. So, or I was just born. Yeah. So, um. Well, if you're first... born, you're going to watch The Simpsons. Yeah, right. Oh, just born. Yes. Okay. I heard right. born. <laughs> so the first take, the Simpsons run into each other and break like they're made of glass. Yeah. Yeah, shattered all over the ground. I yep. mean, that, that's a horrible couch gag. Horrible, just horrible. Yeah. We got to do a take two. It, well, it's like, so it's like, you know, they tried different couch gags. They're like, no, no, I do another take. Bad. Second take. <laughs> they run into each other, and this time they just kind of blob into one Simpson. Yeah. And I like how Homer's face was like half Bart, half Maggie. Yeah. And they just, it's like Play Doh just mixed yes. together. But that one didn't work. That no. was bad. Bad take. Bad take. Yeah. Uh, take three. They just run into each other and explode. That was the best take. That was the best take. Uh-huh. I mean, because they're they obviously the Simpsons are TNT. Yes. They're dynamite. <laughs> so, I do. I do. The, the best thing about this couch gag is they do have the guy come in with the, God, I should really know the name of the thing. With the, the clacky. Clacker, the clacker the thing. The clacker. I, I don't think that's the actual term for it. No. But they, they actually go take, you know, they're like, all right, they yep. do the clacker thing. So and, and the funny so, thing is, funny thing is, I got to be a clacker guy on a real movie. If you guys never seen it, go see it. Tuscaloosa, it's on Amazon on Amazon right oh, now. Oh, nice. It, during that movie, it was filmed in Minnesota. I got to be on set, on crew. And for one of, one of the days I was out there, the director was like, Steven, we need a clacky guy. And I got <laughs> to do the take, you know, scene something, take yeah. whatever, clack. I was like, dude, that was... I, I did that in college for uh, TV shows we recorded. Coolest thing, coolest yeah. thing ever. So we are going to start out season five, episode one, going to the Springfield Swap Meet, which we'll get into a little bit later, is not in Springfield. Apparently it's not. Um... So we, we see Mayor Quimby on a stage and he's he's welcoming or while well, he's talking to his security guards, making fun of the town, calling them hillbillies for doing a swap meet. I mean, have you ever been to a swap meet? No. No. I feel like okay, so you know how like all those art fairs that mom likes to go oh, yeah. to? Is I mean, I guess that's not really a swap meet because you're no. making stuff for the fair. Yeah. I mean, well, could, would like you consider town, town rummage sales? I was gonna just about to say the last time I visited you here in Minnesota. 
you know, me and your wife and, and, and my nephew, we went, did the, your neighborhood garage, garage sale. sale. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of like a swap meet. Yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, you buy, you buy certain crap you don't need for like two cents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like a flea market for your town. Yes. That's basically, yeah. basically it. So, uh, so, you know, he's, he turns to his security guards making fun of the town and then he turns back to the kid. Mike, he's like, oh, welcome. He's like, <laughs> welcome swappers to the Springfield swap meet. Ich bin ein Springfield Swap Meet patron. So, so that that is a reference. So for any of you younger kids out there, there's a myth that JFK misquoted. He was visiting Germany. He said the words Ich bin ein Berliner, which people are like, oh, he said he was a donut. No, no, no. That's he he didn't necessarily say it right, but he didn't necessarily say it wrong. So he was trying to say, I am, you know, a citizen of Berlin, you know, to reach across the aisle. So that is what this quote is. It is a reference to is the, the second Ichbin Ein Is quote? it? I feel like they've done it already in a past episode. It's possible. Because I, I, I watched it and I'm like, is this a repeat gag? <laughs> <laughs> now they're recycling gags. <laughs> like, you know what? We used to recycle couch gags. Now we're recycling I mean, don't gags. they, don't they, I mean, haven't they been recycling gags anyways for the last 10 years? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so then uh, we see Mo has his own uh, little uh, tent set up and um, it says, it says Handy Crafts by Mo, but the A in Crafts is missing. So it's Handy Crafts by Mo and he is selling hand-painted hand painted clams say that five times fast <laughs> that resemble lucille ball and then he like takes one and he does like the little mimic thing to yeah. Bart lisa and it's like oh mo you sad sad lonely man but see okay but see that's the funny thing about <laughs> this is it okay if you're making something for something that's yeah. like an art fair yeah a swap meet is trading your old crap well right? maybe Isn't he it? made it maybe he made it and he wanted to trade it it, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It seems just really weird. And I'll, uh, I'll get to that when we get to uh, Comic Book Guy's stash. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and then, you know, Mo does a little impersonation with the clam, and it's sad. It's funny, but it's sad. Yes. I thought it was hilarious. Um, so then we go to another little table, and it says, free trading cards. And I, the first thing I think of when I see that sign, oh, baseball, you know, yep. sports trading cards. No, we got a uh, we got a rookie Joseph of Arimathea Oh, no, it was a rookie Methuselah card. Yeah. And it uh, turns out to be Ned Flanders' little table. And he's trying to get rid of his uh, collection of Bible cards. Which is weird. Why wouldn't he give that to Rod and Todd? Todd? And so, you know, Bart Mil Milhouse and Nelson are, like, looking at the cards. And like, oh, these are awesome. And Ned comes by. He's like, oh, well, it's great the, to see the kids, you know, having fun learning about religion. And the boys are like, uh. And just, like, Learning say, about religion. Hmm. And then they just, just run, run away. away. I mean, I, I mean, granted, we learned about these guys because I mean, this is Old Testament stuff. But why were they even looking at them? That's kind of the because they part. saw the word trading cards. But they were looking at each at the at the like oh rookie Methuselah all in like I all in <laughs> maybe maybe they didn't know any better maybe they didn't know any better because he's like twenty five conversions. <laughs> like, I feel like they. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> Did they not realize that they were religious figures? Maybe not. That's I don't just know. So weird. So, uh, so Lisa's looking around and she finds an original 1958 Malibu Stacy doll. And the guy who was selling it or getting rid of it, he's been in other episodes too. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, that was taken off the market when some kid poked their eyes out. And you look at the doll and she's just got two big pointy breasts. 
You know, it was almost funny. Like, rewatching it, my mind immediately went to it was Smithers selling it. Oh. Before the before it panned yeah. out and the guy was there, I'm like, oh, Smithers has it. Because, you know, yeah, he's, Smithers, a big, yeah. he's a big St- Malibu Stacy character. Yeah. Or a guy that, that likes it. And I was like, and then it flashed away to that guy. I'm like, oh. I guess it's not Smithers. No. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Well, we had a good Smithers moment, but... Yeah, so now we cut to Herman. He's got his old, old table of uh, war relics. <laughs> and his, an atom bomb. And an atom bomb. And so Skinner sees a helmet with the prisoner number 24601. And we find out it's his helmet from when he was a prisoner in Vietnam. <laughs> and like, before... I wore this for two years in the Viet Cong internment center. <laughs> Never thought I'd see this old girl again. And he, and he like, puts, puts it, it on. Still fits. <laughs> um, Apparently they're fitted. Yeah. And so this isn't the first appearance of this number in The Simpsons. Uh, this number also is tattooed. Well, okay, this is outside The Simpsons. But this is the number tattooed on Jean Valjean and Les, Les Miserables, as we talked about in Margin Chains. And it's also his only identification in the movie, for those who care. This is also the same number as Sideshow Bob's prison number in Black Widower. And, oh, no, that was the one where we learned about Lair Miserables. But this is also Marge's number in Marge and Chains. Yeah. So, you know, they really like Lay Miserables. Or they just really like this number, and that's what they're going to use. But I do like how Skinner... Well, okay. So, how did it make its way to Herman's Dude, Herman, co- shop? Herman, Herman collects old crap from wars. I'm sure somebody was in Vietnam and was like, oh, well, this is a cool relic, and stored it away and brought it back and went and to how does how does skinner know it's his Did he have his name engraved on oh it had his prison number yeah on it was his prison on. number oh duh makes sense i mean i guess they could have used it for other prisoners too but, <laughs> after he got let go yeah so now we see homer and he's rummaging through a box labeled five cents each uh this is, this is i love this oh so God. this these are the things he passes on the declaration of independence yeah an action comics number one comic book oh the inverted jenny stamps which for those who don't know is just stamps with an the airplanes plane. are upside down yep <laughs> and probably to me the greatest thing he passed was a stratus stradivarius violin those things are worth money now i i don't know if this was in reference to maybe garage sales in the 90s or estate sales yeah. but i remember growing up where it was really big to hit estate sales flea oh, yeah. markets like all these places where you could find cheap stuff <laughs> because there were a bunch of old people who yeah. didn't know what they had yeah. or like, let's say our How parents... How do you not know you have the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, a good example is, like, our parents. So our parents grew up when, like, Action Comics yeah. number one came yes. out. And so let's say dad... I'm not saying mom probably wouldn't, but dad yeah. maybe collected comics. Yeah. And our grandma and grandpa were going through dad's old stuff, and we're like, well, he's off to college, let's sell all yeah. this crap. Our grandparents were the type of people that were like, this yeah. junk, junk this yeah. isn't worth anything let's sell well to be it. fair our mother sold our nintendo yes so i mean yeah. <laughs> so i mean old people don't know what they have and they just try to give it away. also They're... to sell the declaration for five cents is a travesty that thing is priceless <laughs> how um isn't that supposed to be at the uh what what where is it in dc oh the place in dc yeah uh, i don't remember wow. the hall of Hall of Records. I don't know. But shouldn't it be there? 
Yeah. Or Did maybe, Nicolas Cage steal it and bring it to Springfield? I, I, was, I was just about to say, I'm surprised Nicolas Cage didn't show up and be like, yoink! <laughs> Too um, bad that movie wasn't out yet. I know. So, then we go to Marge, and she is selling uh, different paintings. She has uh, the painting of Homer, a painting of Ringo Starr, and a painting of Mr. Burns that she painted in... The episode where she was, she became a painter. There was one brush, other brush with greatness. Brush with greatness. There was another one that I didn't mention that I, I believe is in your book. I think it's the first thing in the book. Uh, the bald Adonis. That's the yeah. Homer Simpson. Oh, painting. that's the okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then also, she is selling the sailboat picture that is usually above the couch. <laughs> no one wanted it. <laughs> that's why they still have it. That's Nobody why they still it. have it. Nobody, Nobody brought it back. So that's cra- like, so did Ringo Starr give that back, or she paint multiples? Well, remember her room of all the Ringo Starr paintings. Oh, that's true. That's true. So yeah, so she's trying. I mean, she's a great painter. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm surprised nobody bought any of that. Well, maybe they did. I guess all we found out that no one bought her wishbone necklaces. <laughs> That's what we really find out. Yeah. So, uh, so now Bart and Lisa are together, and they're going through one dollar records, which include the wonderful, marvelous Krusty record, which I'm assuming are just songs that Krusty the Clown sang. Yep. We have Melvin and the Squirrels, which is a parody of Melvin <laughs> and the Chipmunks, oh. and a comic book guy plays the record, and you hear Melvin. Yeah, that was so great. <laughs> Stuck a feather in his cap and called it racer. <laughs> Melvin. Oh. Uh, uh, and we also see a Spinal Tap album in there. Yeah. Which is great because we've all already had Spinal Tap on. Yep. And I don't know if you noticed this, but there appears to be now, I know in the episode where Bleeding Up Murphy dies, Bart buys this album for Lisa, but it appears that the bleeding gum, there is a bleeding gums Murphy album behind Lisa. When you're looking at it, and you'll have to go back and look at it. But it look, it appears to be a bleeding gums Murphy. Well, there's album. more than one album in existence, I'm sure. No, because Comic Book Guy had the last one. Oh, and he was the one selling these albums. Man, there's a bunch of thieves in Springfield. <laughs> running around to the Simpsons house and stealing stuff. No, 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 because this was before uh, Bart bought it for her. So Bleeding Gums still was in possession of it before Bart bought it. Oh. So, so yeah. So I believe that was in there. And so Lisa pulls out a uh, album, and it's got Homer, Skinner, Apu, and Barney on it. And it's called Meet the Bee Sherps. And we find out Homer was in a barbershop quartet. And uh, this is probably the greatest line. I still love this uh, with Bart. So Bart asks Homer when he recorded an album. And Homer's like, Bart, I can't believe you don't remember it. It was only eight years ago. And Bart and Bart's like, uh, thanks to television, I can't remember what happened eight minutes ago. And I still use a variation of that line to this day because I love it because I have a horrible memory. And yeah. so the family starts laughing at Bart. And Bart's like, N- but it's a serious problem. I wonder if that was kind of a reference to the attention span of kids in those days thanks to television i can't remember what happened eight minutes ago <laughs> and so and bart's like oh it's a serious problem and they all keep laughing and then bart starts laughing what are we, and he's laughing, like, about? What are we laughing about because he, he has a horrible attention span and memory so I, I love that i love that so much yep and so now we get a flashback so homer is like it all happened during the magical summer of 1985 a maturing joe piscopo left saturday night live to conquer hollywood People Express introduced a generation of hicks to plane travel. And I was in a barbershop quartet. 
Um, so the thing, the reference to Joe Piscopo is a little weird because he says he left in 85, but Piscopo left the show at the end of its ninth season in 84. Okay. So as far as flashbacks go, I just wanted to kind of bring this up. So yeah. because it's really cool because you're not really watching any of the new stuff, but yeah. I've been watching all the yeah. new stuff and they've been doing a lot of flashbacks yeah. recently just because it's new ideas, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But... In these early years, they at least kept some sort of consistency. flow and consistency with flashbacks. So don't, don't even get me started about the flashback where Homer was a teen in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, all right. So our la- latest flashback, or not really a f- sort of a flashback, was like the front when they had the um, graduation. Or not oh, the, 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 the ceremony. Called? Yeah, the oh, reunion. Reunion. Yep. And so Lisa's first word was... 1983 was the flashback for 1983. Gotcha. So, kind of looking at it, so 1983, Bart was... Is it four? Four. No, he's 10 and 93. So, minus 10. He wouldn't have been born. He wouldn't have been born. Okay, now I'm confused. <laughs> so, needless to say, so here's the thing when it comes to flashbacks. You, got, you also have to remember, like, especially if Homer's the one telling the story, there's going to be a crap ton of inconsistencies. Because as we go through this flashback, there are inconsistencies to what Homer says. Yes. So, I mean, you can't take the flashbacks as gospel because yeah. it's Homer telling the flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. So, it appears Bart's like, I don't know, six-ish. Yeah. Lisa's one. She's supposed to be one. She's supposed to be one, yes. But she appears more to be like three-ish, I'd say, give or take three-ish. All right. So now we head to Moe's Cavern. Instead of Moe's Tavern. I wonder what, see, now now, as I mentioned at the top top of this episode, this, they need to go back and give us a history of Moe's Cavern. Yes. Now, if they haven't done this already, they need to. Yes. If they have done it, I need you guys to let us know. If you guys know, if there's a season where they recant Moe's telling of how he started his own bar. Yes. Because I think we need that story. Well, I know there's a, I, I swear to God, there is a, a episode in the later seasons where he talks about how he became a bartender. Okay. So, okay, maybe it's that one. We'll have to, we'll have to put a pin in it. Yeah. See if we come up with it. So in now, about 15 years, we'll tell you guys. Exactly. So, so this recording, we're recording this episode probably about three, four weeks before it's going to air. Yes. But if you guys have seen the latest episode of Sunny, have you seen the latest episode of I'm Sunny? Not, I've not started So I 15. guess I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. So go watch the latest season of Sunny and you'll learn. And by the way, they... when he says Sunny, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. I'm sure all of our listeners know that, but maybe not. But we get to learn how the how the uh, gang gets the bar. Oh, okay. so watch it; it's yes. really cool. Okay. And that, but see, I want that story for Mo. I yes. want to know how Mo gets the uh, Mo gets it. So now we enter, and Homer is uh, tells everyone he was in a barbershop quartet, and the original quartet was Apu, Skinner, Homer, and Wiggum. Now, I definitely agree with everyone in the quartet that Wiggum had probably the worst voice oh, yeah. of all of them. Yes. Now, how he got picked was probably just because... He was the last guy ready to go. Yeah, no one no one wanted to be in a barbershop quartet, so yeah. they're like, all right, we'll, we'll pick Wiggum. Yeah. And so Homer says they would sing M.O.'s every afternoon, and the crowds would go wild. And I like how we see women's underwear being thrown on stage, and roses, and 
you know, stuff that women yep. would throw on stage for hot guys singing. But the only person in the audience is Barney. So the other cool thing, and I mentioned this at the top, talking about famous barbershop quartets. The famous Disneyland barbershop, barbershop quartet, the Dapper Dans, provide the singing voices for the B-Sharps, except for Wiggum. Because Wiggum has such a terrible voice. Nice. And there's actually, when, they, uh, when they're singing with Wiggum, you can actually hear Wiggum's voice underneath the Dapper Dans. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, who does, I guess I don't, I can't, don't know who does Wiggum. Wiggum? No, who does Wiggum? Yeah, like, Wiggum who voices does Wiggum? Wiggum? Uh, I, I honestly don't know that. Um, I wish I did. Um, yeah. But, anyway, so we get back, and uh, so <laughs> Bart is uh, talking like a 1890s prospector. Because, <laughs> um, you know, he thinks that uh, barbershop quartets are, you know, old-timey. They're Hank not, Azaria. Hank Azaria does wake up. Okay, so Hank Azaria did his own uh, voice voice singing. So that's yeah. kind of cool. That's I'm okay with I'm okay with Hank Azaria yeah. putting his voice to it. Um. So yep. So now we get uh, Bart. You know, kind of being a smartass because he thinks barbershop quartets are <laughs> old timey, and he's talking. And Homer's like, "Don't talk like a uh, prospector." <laughs> and, and Bart's like, "Dang, gummit." <laughs> uh, and so now we cut to them singing at the old folks' home. Yeah. And I like how he's like, that's my boy. I'm so proud of him. And uh, it's that old. You know, it's the fat, balding one. No, no, but the guy who asked him which one it was yes. is the old. I ain't what I used to be, old man singer guy. Yeah. I don't know his name. Yeah. It's like Joe or something. Yeah. And he's like, oh, is that the one? The bat, fat, balding one? And he was like, no, it's the Hindu guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> now, Abe either was joking around or he okay. So, but this well, no, thing, he didn't want he didn't want the guy to realize Homer was his son. He was ashamed of Homer. Yeah, so okay. he picked up who. But what but now? Do you think that's because that episode a few episodes ago where uh, Abe thought Homer was going to make him a lot of money? It was the flashback one. I think it was yeah. the Lisa one. And Homer's up in the choir and he's singing beautifully uh, and his voice cracks. And then Abe's like, guy gumming and punches a hole through his head. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's why he doesn't want to... Well, I mean, it's it's Homer. Homer's just an embarrassment. Apparently not. At least not right now, anyway. Yeah. Um, and so next, they go to the uh, prison <laughs> and sing where uh, Snake is a prisoner. So yeah. he's been... He's bad. old. He's, yeah, he's been bad for quite some time. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I'm going to hit that cop with a... With a rock. <laughs> uh, but I think I'll wait till the song is over. And then the song ends, and then he hucks the rock at him. <laughs> so my question is, in all these, like, montages of them singing, why is Wiggum wearing his police uniform? Maybe he was on duty. But I don't I don't think it would be smart to wear a... Exactly! Uh, at the prison. <laughs> at now, prison granted, yeah. now, granted, I'm assuming most prisoners, when they're arrested by certain cops... Like, depending on how it goes, they probably remember that cop for the rest of their life. Yeah. So, even if... But it doesn't seem like Wiggum arrested Snake, though, because... But he is the chief of police. He is, so he might not know who the chief of police is, Mm -hmm. though. So, if he didn't wear the uniform, he might not have had a rock thrown in his head. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, then we cut to the uh, Church of Springfield, (laughs) the first Church of Springfield, where the sign out front reads, Today... What a fiend we have in God. But here's the thing with the word fiend, the R, you can clearly see that the R is missing out of it because there is a space between the F and the I. Yes. 
So Bart. Oh wait. Well, maybe Bart. Maybe Bart. Maybe Bart. Somebody in the neighborhood. Yeah, prankster. Yeah. And also the B Sharps. Now here's the issue with that. They weren't named the B Sharps yet. What were they called? The, they they were just they weren't anything. They didn't have a name. They didn't well, have I a guess name. They, they didn't have the B Sharps name, but uh, it'd be hard to press to think that they didn't. Have so a name so the at fact all. so why did they like so did the writers screw up or the animators screw up with that? Because they weren't the B Sharps yet. Yeah, they still had Wiggum. Yeah, yeah, and they still had Wiggum. So I don't know. Yeah. And so I like how the song they sing repeatedly through this entire <laughs> montage is. Goodbye, my Coney Island baby. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's... That, is that the only song they knew? Yeah, probably. That's the only song? <laughs> well, they... I mean, as we'll get to it, they write their own songs eventually. Well, Homer does. Yeah. Um. So then... Uh, so we see Lovejoy using the quartet <laughs> to collect more money. And uh... Flanders tries to stop him. And Lovejoy's like, Hey, I saw an oil spill outside that looked like Jesus. <laughs> and Ned's like, Really? And leaves. Um, that's also a reference to some pastor who tried to do that too in the early nineties, I guess. Yeah. But, um, so, and then we end the montage back at Moe's where it all began and the crowds are bigger. The crowds are bigger. They're, they got a name out and he's greeted by an agent and the agent hands his card over. Card reads management by Nigel stars discovered fortunes made hats blocked. Uh, what does that mean? Hats blocked. Um, I don't know. Something British, I'm assuming. Oh, is it like blocking hat? Like, because I think I've heard of the term blocking hats. Like, it's a, a form of hat. Oh. So maybe that's what that is. He is yeah. British. He is British. So, so uh, Nigel is based on Brian Epstein, who is the Beatles manager from the 24th of January. Well, he was from January 62 until his death in August of 67. So about four and a half five years yeah now was this the uh episode where or the part of the episode where someone goes up to the was it nigel that goes up to the bar is like how'd you get those women to scream oh yeah this is the part he's like i didn't pay those women i didn't pay those <laughs> women <laughs> well homer you oh, guys no, are... it wasn't that no no it was when they replaced remember it was when they replaced oh uh, wiggum, barney with wiggum yep okay so, uh, so Nigel tells Homer that Wiggum, you know, needs to get replaced because he's two village people. Uh, yeah. Now, that's his own fault. If yeah. He, if he didn't, wasn't wearing his cop uniform. To be fair, he needed to be replaced anyways. He had a yes. horrible singing voice. But that's not what Nigel thought. So I love the fact that Homer's like, I'll take care of it. So he drives Wiggum out to the middle of the woods <laughs> like a dog. Wiggum's hanging his head out the window, <laughs> panting too. And he's like, oh, all right, boy, great. you're free. And and then Wiggum, like, Wiggum gets out of the car. Homer drives out. He's like, wait. And he howls at the moon. Oh, my God. So good. So good. So then, uh, you know, Skinner and Apu are introducing themselves to Nigel. Yeah, he's like... Apu Nahasapima Pedalan. <laughs> Never fit on a marquee, love. From now on, your name is Apu Beaumarch... What is it? Beaumarchu... Marchas? Beaumarche? Let me... Beaumarche? It's French. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's very, very French. Uh Oh, Apu du, du Beauchamp... Beaumarchais. Beaumarchais? Beaumarchais. And that's not long enough to be, <laughs> yeah, to be out of And it's also French. You can be like, and from now on, you're Apu Smith. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a barbershop quartet. <laughs> so anyways, uh, and so, uh, you know, Nigel asks Apu to change his name. And so then we, uh, 
See, Grandpa uh, sings a... Oh, so now they're doing auditions to replace Wiggum. Yeah. And we see Grandpa singing a swinging rendition of Old MacDonald, <laughs> which he does... Honestly, Abe had a decent singing voice, but they were looking for a tenor. <laughs> and, and, but he was like, we need... I was like, and on that farm, there was a chick. The swinging this chick, chick I know. <laughs> Homer, and then Homer yells at him to get off the stage, but Abe's like, I can't. How? Why can't you get off the stage? <laughs> He doesn't, I don't remember how I got up here. Uh, and so now, then we cut to Willie, and he sings Downtown by Petula Clark. Oh, Downtown. Yeah, that one. That was, that was great. That was sounded, dude, was it sounded, was it Dune? 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 Well, he's Irish. No, Scottish. Sorry, he's yeah. Scottish. Willie would kill me if I called him Irish. I know. Um, and, then, and then we get Jasper, and he sings the, I love it so much, he sings the theme. So the show is called A Summer Plays, but he's like, like towards the end, it's like it's the theme from the Summer Place. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, oh, was it the Simpsons that did it? Where it was like they said, oh, theme, like the song was theme from Jaws or something. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so good. I love all these stuff. So now we cut to Doctor Doolittle, <laughs> and uh, oh wait, no, it's Wiggum in disguise, and his mustache falls off, and they're like, Skinner's like. Oh, it's Wiggum. And yeah. so Wiggum jumps out a piano and throws himself out a window. You know, there's a lot of people getting, like, throwing themselves out of windows in early seasons of The Simpsons. <laughs> this is, like, at least the eighth time this has happened. Oh, the last one, was, last time was, uh, what was it, Homer jumping out onto the concrete, right? It was supposed to be on Barney's pillow. Oh, yeah, yeah, When they were going to, uh... The Duff Brewery. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the last window jump. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, so, you know... Dejected, Apu, Skinner, and Homer go back to Moe's, and and then they hear someone singing in the bathroom. He's got a very angelic voice, very nice, and they're like, well, who's in the bathroom? And they're all like, collectively, Barney! (laughs) And we see Barney on the bathroom floor looking for his toothpick, which is gross. And they're like, hey, Barney, would you be in our group? Sure, (laughs) why not? Now, where's my toothpick? (laughs) And then he si- keeps singing while he's looking for his toothpick. It's fantastic. Uh, who knew? Who knew the drunken, lush Barney had a magical singing voice? Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because he had the the singing voice of Homer. Yes, before yeah, you know his voice cracked. Yes. So, but now, now we get uh, <laughs> Barney joining the group. Yep. And you know, Wiggum comes in. He's like. The, you know, he, he basically sets up a protest. Well, I don't know if he set it up. But oh, he set it up. He set it up. Oh, you know he set it up. Well, every, oh, maybe not. Maybe uh, maybe people are really big fans of, of Wiggum. Until? Until everyone hears Barney busting his chops and you know, everyone changes their mind. They're like, yay! And then she, Wiggum just like slinks out of the park. Yeah, just... He's like, oh, shit. Yep. And so, you know, then this is where Mo oh, praises yeah, Agile yeah. for hiring the girls to scream. And I was like, I didn't pay anyone. <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, I guess Mo thought they were bad. I don't... I, dude, dude. Okay, Mo. I don't know. I don't know, like, if Mo screwed something up. But, man, he was getting a ton... Like, we had the Flaming Mo's episode where he's just getting waves of customers and then he's got the barbershop quartet, and he's wave customers. Who cares if anybody paid women to scream? It's like, dude, you have paying customers in your bar. Yeah, I, I like how Moe's only gets packed when there's something extremely special going on. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's a dive bar. And uh, at the end of the gig, you know, they try to come up with a name. So, well, he's like, he's like, oh, well, uh, we got to come up with a name. And so uh, they're like, now he's like, how about Homer Simpson and uh, oh, Homer Simpson verse three. Because like, you know, a verse is like, you know, a verse in a song. Well, you I, have don't, three I don't know if that was that it. Yeah, that was what Nigel said. And then Barney's like, I like it. And Apu and Skinner yeah. are like, eh, I don't know. And so Skinner's like, we need a name that's witty at first, but that seems less funny each time you hear it. And Apu's like, how about the B sharps? And then everybody laughs. laughs. <laughs> and it was like, or Skinner's like, perfect. <laughs> the B sharps. The B sharps. Uh, B sharps and it's Wiggum trying to put his hand in. <laughs> yeah. You're all under arrest. <laughs> Boy, Wiggum is pissed. Uh, but they kicked him out. Yep. And so we cut back to the car and they're yep. driving away from the uh, swap meet. Swap meet. And Bart's like, dude, check out this cool pencil holder I bought. And Homer's like, oh man, I haven't seen a bong forever. <laughs> uh, so I have a question. Um, they're driving through the desert. You clearly see cactuses, but this is the Springfield Swap Meet. Where the would this be downtown or in the where town was the yeah exactly where was the Swap Meet? <laughs> no, clearly, he, clearly not in Springfield. It should okay. be the Springfield Swap Meet. It should be we don't know where the hell we are. Swap Meet. <laughs> I, I can see the I can see the ad the ad for the Swap Meet. Okay, everyone, we needed to grab all your crap. Drive 50 miles out of town, and we're going to set up shop there. Like, literally, the only point to where, like, them driving home through the desert was to set up the car breaking down. Yes, that's the only reason to do that. And so, you know, a car blows, you know, tire gets blown. Yep. And Marge goes off. And I like how there's a sign that says, gas, says gas 12 oh miles. <laughs> and so, well, Marge is going to be a bit. And so, you know, Homer was trying to uh, come up with new, you know, new songs yeah he was telling more of the story yeah he was telling more of the story he's like well i guess we we're famous now so now we got to come up with our own songs like yeah. there was nothing in al capone's vault but it wasn't geraldo's fault oh that's fantastic that's a great reference yeah. i don't know when that took place i thought that took place in the 90s did it if you want to look that up, double check so the, yeah this reference for those of you that don't know um was the failure on live TV program The Mystery of Al Capone's Vault, hosted by uh, Gerardo Rivera. The program is famous for opening one of Capone's secret vaults, only for them to discover there was nothing inside it. Uh, You know, it's kind of like buried treasure. The pirates moved it. (laughs) Uh, 1986. Okay, so that makes sense. But this was in 85. Okay, Homer has really blown uh, this story out of uh, whack here. <laughs> he doesn't uh, know what year it is. He doesn't. And so Marge comes back into the room with a baby on board sign. Yep. And basically it's like, now people will stop intentionally ramming our car. <laughs> Why were people intentionally ramming their car in the first place? What kind of sick bastards are these? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but maybe they just hated Homer's bumper stickers. Maybe. So, uh... Then, you know, we cut to them in the recording studio, and they record Baby on Board, and Homer can't wait to tell Marge, but Nigel doesn't want him to tell her, because he wants his 
marriage to be a secret so women will think they have a chance of having sex with him. Yeah, but I like how Homer took the baby on board sign and turned it into something really dirty. The song. I had to re-listen to it. You didn't hear the song? Okay, I got the lyrics Okay, for it, so You don't have to go back and listen. I got okay. the lyrics for it. Baby on board, how I've adored, that sign on my car's window pane. Okay. Bouncing my step, loaded with pep, because I'm driving in the carpool lane. Call me a square, friend, I don't care. That little yellow sign can't be ignored. I'm telling you, it's mighty nice. Each trip's a trip to paradise with my baby on board. I don't know how that's dirty. No? I guess not. Okay, I guess I was wrong. Maybe it was just the way they were singing it. <laughs> Maybe. I thought they were baby wimp woman, like, no. you know, like some people call it. Hey, you, like... you need to get your mind out of the gutter. This is a family show. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> um, and so uh, Nigel's like, well, just takes it. Like, he explains it. And he's like, oh, I'll just tell Marge how you explained it. And then we cut to Marge crying. And uh, yeah, not the smartest thing. I mean, it is Homer. I just like how the fact that Marge hasn't left Homer yet. Uh, yeah. So then, well, they have two kids. Three and a third kids. on the way. Yeah. So then we cut to, to Grandpa Abe. He's listening to the B-Sharps on the radio. So, I mean, they're already there. Yep. And then I love how Jasper comes in. He's like, hey, Paul Harvey's on the Switch radio stations. And they talk about a little boy who grew up to be somebody. He's like, that's the rest of the story. God, I miss Paul Harvey. I know. Rest in peace. Well, it's funny. He, must, was, he was always radio, right? Until he did 60 Minutes. Probably. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know his life story, Steve. Well, his, he was on, I remember him uh, from 60 Minutes. Too. Well, he uh, he still did radio even when he did 60 Minutes, too. Okay. He recorded because he was out of Chicago. Yep. And mom and dad always listened Listen to, to him. him. Yep. So, and then, you know, the song is playing and we cut to the sea captain who's fighting a squid. And uh, he hears the, the song and he makes up the squid. And he's like, I died. Just thought you were... There is treasure in your belly. <laughs> yeah, I heard there was treasure in your belly. Uh, Where'd that squid come from? Because usually squid sea. only live in uh, oceans. So are we trying to? Are we? Are we believing now that Springfield has <laughs> currently jumped to an ocean side? Um, I mean, theoretically, I mean, so far, so far, we believe it to be in Utah. Well, I thought I thought it was a lake. I always thought Springfield was on a lake. Yeah, me too. Not so, in an ocean. So the yeah, Utah. Li- well, Utah is in the middle of the country. Yeah, exactly. So how did a squid get there? Well, maybe maybe they moved to like Oregon or something. Does the, the Pacific town? Does the Pacific Ocean have squid in it? We have what? Yeah. Well, okay. So listening and re- and reading all my kids' aquatic books, I've learned <laughs> that the giant squid lives in the midnight zone, which is in like yeah. the deepest part of the ocean. So where did the squid come from? Where did the squid come from? <laughs> maybe the sea captain. Found it and brought it back with him and kept it alive. And then he fought it, trying to get the the, the treasure out of its belly. I don't know. We're going way off track <laughs> with the squid. Um, so uh, after listening to the song, Marge proclaims that Homer is going to be famous. But Homer says that won't change him. Yeah. He will always be a loving father. And then Marge is like, where's Bart? And Homer's like, uh, I, I put him somewhere safe, and we cut to Bart in the laundry room underneath the laundry basket with a giant rock on it, and he's got a mug, and he's just doing the, the, the jail thing, just banging the mug back and forth on the bars. Why did they need Bart out of the way? Sexy time? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. 
So, uh, so apparently the B Sharps made some money because Homer buys Abe a new car, and Abe has a heart attack, but still asks for the keys. <laughs> Why did Abe have a heart attack? Because he didn't he, think because uh, Homer shocked him with a new car. Uh, apparently, <laughs> and so uh, now we get uh, the John F. Kennedy Airport, uh, 1986. So now we're in the next year. Um, this is a reference. So the scene where the, uh, so this is the scene where the B Sharps are greeted at New York JFK Airport by their fans, and they do a press conference. This is in reference to the reception the Beatles received when they arrived at JFK Airport. Uh, in uh, February of 64 for their appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show, which was two days later in February, and their first tour of the U.S. before returning home to the U.K. on February 22nd, 1964. Again, this episode is riddled with Beatles references. So was it a very short U.S. tour? I mean, they were they were in the States for 15 days, so that's, two weeks. That's a pretty short tour. I mean, they lived I mean, in the U.K., I guess so maybe maybe fifteen dates. Is I mean, they good. probably did like or maybe the, not even fifteen dates because like airplane you couldn't really. They probably did New York, Chicago, L.A., and then went home. So kind of like uh, spinal was it Spinal Tap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those three cities. Or maybe Philadelphia because I believe that's also a huge city as well. So maybe they did like a four city tour and went home. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> So Apu is asked, yeah. So at the press conference, Apu is asked if he is really Indian, and I said, like, on the many arms of Vishnu, that is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. And then, uh, so Barney is asked how he joined the group, and he he does tell the truth, and he's like, "Well, they found me on the men's room floor," and the press just eats (laughs) it up, and he's like, "All right, well, okay." And then uh, this is the. Probably the best question. Skinner is like, can you justify that you're the funny one of the group? He's like, yes. yes. And then it's best as last. <laughs> yep. Oh. And so now they head over to uh, the Statue of Liberty. Because yep. that's where JFK is. Yep. The airport is, is in New York. So they're playing uh, at the Statue of Liberty. I'm guessing on Staten Island. Yes. Because obviously the statue is literally yeah. right there. Yeah. Well, I think uh, they were on a ship. No, they were on a ship. Oh, they were? Yeah. Okay. Maybe the, maybe the Staten Island Ferry? No, it was like a ship ship. Oh, okay. Guess I didn't notice. Maybe I didn't see the shot of it. Yeah. Um. And uh, Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan are attending the concert. <laughs> well, I mean, when the Beatles are in town, <laughs> the B Sharps, the B Sharp, the uh, Beatle Sharps. <laughs> That's what they should have went with for the name. The Beatle Sharps. Sharps. That I think I would have been two on the nose two for the <laughs> Beatles reference. Yep. And so Homer dedicates ba- this uh, singing of "Baby on Board." To the Statue of Liberty. But I like how she describes her as a... Uh, uh, 500-foot lady, or 500-year-old lady who's like 40 feet tall and weighs like 300 tons. Oh my god! She's gonna kill us all! And then Homer's like, I was talking about the statue. <laughs> that one time where Homer actually makes sense, and I believe most people on board understood, this guy, crazy guy's like, uh, oh, there's okay. a giant woman who's gonna kill us all. <laughs> yeah, and so now, uh, apparently the B-Sharps got to be on the Johnny Carson or was it just no, no, Johnny just, Carson was just talking yeah, about Yeah, Johnny Carson was just talking about him. Yep. And Wiggum's watching, and uh, Johnny Carson makes fun of uh, Wiggum for... I. How did anyone even know? Yeah, that's weird. Because no one's going around being like, yeah, Wiggum was an original member. Like, yeah. no one. No one's going around. I mean, yeah. after Nigel got rid of Wiggum... Who would have no, cared? Who cares? But Wiggum gets pissed and uh, becomes a stormtrooper and starts uh, <laughs> oh, completely missing the TV on... 
I mean, maybe what eight feet away? Can't, yeah. can't shoot the TV. I love how uh, Sarah's like use the remote. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he, what was it? He flips it to Joan Rivers. <laughs> And she is making fun of Wiggum too, and he hucks his gun God. at it and oh. cracks the TV. I guess that's one way to turn it off. I need a two, new TV. Yep. And so Marge finally makes it back, and uh, apparently she's the one that has to put the tire on. <laughs> yeah, well, Homer's telling the story. Yeah, Can't Homer's tell telling the story. And now we get uh, David Crosby's second appearance on The Simpsons. Yep. The first appearance was uh, Marge in Chains. Yep. And so, and so now we cut to the uh, Grammys award show, mm-hmm. and uh, MC Hammer is. Uh, I don't know if that was like supposed to be Aretha Franklin, like the first nominee. But oh. if you look behind her, it is. It, it looks a lot like MC Hammer. I mean, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah, especially early nineties, late eighties. Oh, right, because it's a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. But he, but he started in the 80s. Yeah, he did. Yep. And so the B-Sharps win, and I like how Homer gets to meet uh, George Harrison at the after party. Yep. And for those who don't know anything about the Beatles, he is the lead singer. Yep. And uh, and like, oh my God, where did you get those brownies? (laughs) Homer, Homer, as he's telling the story, he's like, this was like the greatest day of my life. And it's like. You think, oh my god, I get to meet George Harrison. No, Homer's more excited by the brownies. And they do the uh, the eating. animation uh, thing where they show Homer eating thousands of brownies, but the plate is not getting smaller. Smaller. Yep. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure he ate that entire plate of brownies. No, no, no. It, uh, <laughs> it like new new brownies kept morphing from the bottom. Uh, yeah, okay. It kept keeping the plate on, you know, whole, you know. And so Homer is <laughs> on the phone with uh, baby Lisa. And uh, she says that uh, Homer and the B-Sharps at the Grammy, you know, he's like, I hope uh, you beat Dexie's Midnight Runners. Yeah. Oh, no. She's like, I saw you beat Dexie's Midnight Runners. Yeah. So this episode being set in 85, DMR's only U.S. hit was Come on Eileen, which has been re-recorded several times with many it's a great song um however that topped the charts in 83 so the last year they would have been considered for any award would have been 84 so homer really doesn't know what year it is nope it's all that alcohol yeah and so now homer sat on the balcony because he kind of misses his family yep he actually does and uh he uh you know he goes out of the balcony and he sees a billboard that says you know Happy family brand burden. <laughs> Bourbon. Bourbon. And so... The There's a little happy family on it. And the squeaky teen bellboy comes out and says, here's the champagne you ordered. He's like, uh, here, have this as a tip. And the bellboy throws it over the balcony. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is a Grammy. Yeah. It's like, hey, don't you throw your garbage down here. <laughs> and he throws the the guy at the bottom, throws the Grammy back up and hits Homer in the head. See, Homer's got so much brain damage. That's why, like, his stories are so inconsistent. Well, he did fall down a gorge. But that was... And went into a coma. But did he ever come out of that coma? Because remember, the theory is he never came out of the coma and everything after the coma. Yeah, but this would be technically before the coma. Is it before the coma? 85? Yeah, 85 is before the coma. No, but the st- when he's telling the story... I would have to assume so if all these episodes are chronological. <laughs> but are they? Again, the theory states he never came out of the coma and everything afterwards was just his imagination. So, is he imagining in his brain that he was a B-sharp? Yes. Nah, I don't think so. Anyways, so uh, now we cut back. They're finally home. 
after spending probably like five days in the desert because it takes a lot of time to walk 12 miles each way for Marge carrying a tire. Um, he pulls out a box that's uh, old merchandise and uh, they had their own foam that was pulled off the market because it was poisonous. And he's like, and Homer's like, yeah, only if you ate it. And then we see Bart eating it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Lee's like, I can't believe you guys are so popular. What do you do? Screw up like the Beatles and say you were bigger than Jesus? All the time. It was the title of her second album. And he pulls out their second <laughs> album called Bigger Than Jesus and they're walking on water. Um, and this oh, is a direct this is a direct parody of the art on the Beatles album Abbey Road, where they're walking across the famous road. Yep. And the album's title is also a reference to a controversial statement made by John Lennon. Unlike the Beatles, however, no visible fallout is shown from the uh, from the bigger than Jesus comment, which put the Beatles in rough waters. But I mean, they still pulled through because it's the freaking Beatles, and they were bigger than Jesus. Let's be realistic. Um. <laughs> So again, this Beatles mania. Yeah. Uh, Homer. So and then Homer's like an iron law of showbiz is what goes up must come down. And Bart and Lisa share examples where that isn't true. Oh yes. Um. So we we're about to learn the iron law of show business. What goes up must come down. What about Bob Hope? He's been <laughs> consistently popular for over fifty years. <laughs> so is Sinatra. Well, anyway, we're getting all tired of. Dean Martin still packs him in. <laughs> Ditto Tom Jones. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, God, that's so good. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so uh, we learned while Homer was away, she made a replacement Homer oh where, like, God. the head was a bucket and, like, the arms were, <laughs> like, mops. Yeah, and, and stuffing. And, like, so the head falls off and the kids scream and... <laughs> It was just, it did not go well. And then, well. like, Homer's hand that's like a rubber glove gets flicked onto Bart's face He's, and he screams. Uh, here's the worst part about this episode. So, we see, now granted, I'm guaranteeing you this is part of the story, part of the flashback, so don't at me. <laughs> Santa's little helper is seen burying replacement Homer's head. However, they did not have Santa's little helper yet. Okay. So, no, whatever you're about to say, no, 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 no. Think about it. Okay, so we we cut to them having a flashback, but okay. So Homer and Lisa and Bart, current time, current time, current yeah. time, are having that conversation about why they aren't still around. Yes, Homer mentions that Marge made a replacement. Well, Marge said she did. Oh yeah, Marge walks in. She said she made a Homer replacement. Flashback to that. Right? Am I, you're tracking? I'm tracking, okay, but I know what you're about to say and it's wrong. Cut to... No, it's wrong. No. No, I know you're about why? to say it. They cut why? Would, to... why, why would that head be anywhere in the house? This was eight years ago. Name one thing they don't throw away. Everything. They don't throw... Yeah, exactly. They don't throw away anything. They're, the no, head still... No, no. Maybe Santa's little helper was unburying it. Maybe buried in the backyard was currently no. unburying. No, I don't. That's not a that. flashback. That's that, not that part is of the flashback. That is part of the flashback. No, boo! That's not part you're, of the flashback. You're part of the flashback. Anyways, uh, but so now we cut to uh, the flashback, 
And Barney is See, now we cut back to the flashback. No, it was still the flashback. No, see, you have me. No, you just said that we cut We're back still to in the flashback. Oh, no. And we're at Moe's Cavern. <laughs> and Barney is there with his girlfriend, uh, who is similar to John Lennon's girlfriend, Yoko Ono. Was she black and white, too? Yeah, she was. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and for those of you who don't know, many Beatles fans hold Yoko Ono responsible for the band's breakup, but that's not really true. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, so um, they order beers. Well, Barney orders a beer. <laughs> she orders like some a bowl hat with, was it water or, or tea, tea with a, a plum? <laughs> and Mo pulls it out and gives it to her. Hey, man. Mo back then had uh, everything. Apparently. So now we cut to the recording studio and Barney, you know, He's like, I want to take our style in a new direction. Well, you forgot they're they're currently recording a like a com- almost like a commercial. Oh yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was like, and then didn't so it was like, well, what about that song that you wrote about Mister T? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they all look disheveled because they hadn't done anything in a while. And Barney comes in. He's like, I'm going to play you my song. Uh, it's going to take this quartet in a new direction. Yeah. And it starts with his girlfriend saying number eight, followed by Barney burping repetitively. Yeah. This is similar to the start of Revolution 9, where you hear an unknown announcer say number nine repetitively. Never heard it. Never heard of it. Well, there's a reason none of us have ever heard of it. So uh, Barney's looks before they break up is, to so, uh, is similar to how John Lennon looked before the Beatles broke up. The breakup of the Beatles is similar to this as they broke up due to not wanting to change their style. Yeah. Again, I don't Beatle. know why you'd want to change their style. Yeah, it was just, a good style. Yeah, it was a great style. And so now the uh, <laughs> Apu, Skinner, and Homer are all kind of wrapped around the U.S. Weekly magazine. Us Weekly. U.S. It's us. Why can't it be U.S.? Because it's us. Sure. Us Weekly, spelled U.S., <laughs> <laughs> so the group wasn't hot anymore so they went their separate ways yeah because they had a section what's hot what's not and yep. they were not they were not and so obviously skinner went back to being a principal <laughs> back to <laughs> i guess um how long is he been principal at that school i don't know well well i guess we'll have to wait until we get to the fake skinner episode yeah. which is universally freaking hated yep. which i don't blame him and so apu went back to the quickie mart Yep. And so Sanjay must have been running it at the time. Yeah. And I like, it's like, well, but this is a great uh, job. I'll, I'll go back to this. How much is this milk? $20. 12, 12, $12.95. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Oh, ripping people off again. Yeah. Then Barney went back to being a barfly. Shocking. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. What, else, what else is he going to do? And so, and then Homer went back to being a safety inspector. He was not, though. Not at that time. He was not safety inspector yet. Okay, when did he become a safety inspector? Was it the episode where Lisa's first word? I think so. Well, that would be 1983. Because I think that's when he... Or was it when Bart was born? It might have been when Bart is born. So uh, that Homer's been... Odyssey is the third episode of The Simpsons, uh, 1990. Check that. But that's, oh, that's when he became the safety inspector. Yeah, Homer becomes a crusader for yeah. safety. Yeah. So okay. 1990. So this is four, so well, we're no, in no. 86. So no, this no. is four years. But, but 
he he was there when Bart was born. He was working at the plant. It doesn't say he he just said. But went, you, if you look at the area where he goes back to, it's a safety inspector area. You don't know what. The, yeah, the, we do. There's several rooms that that was sector. No. Maybe 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 that maybe that shot of the flashback was in sector. 9G, not no, 7G. Pretty sure that's 7G. You don't know. I know. And that chicken was no way a safety inspector. <laughs> well, Homer did give it a good home. He did. Right into his belly. <laughs> yep. No, I don't think so. I don't think that was I no. think I think it was. They also, never, all they said was Homer, all they did was show Homer going also, back to the planet. Also, the other thing, if you look at the flashbacks, Homer has hair. And as we know, every time a new kid was born, he pulled out his hair. And he had a full head of hair. In Lisa, well, when Lisa was born, he had a full, uh, well, not a full head, partial head. He wasn't bald. But in the flashback, he had a full head of hair. Like a full head. Moderate. No, 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 no. It's definitely not full. Not long and flowy like when Bart was born. No, look at it. In this picture, he looks more like a herb. More like just low, uh, low cut. I, I, I don't agree. No. Anyways. No. Okay. And so... Now the kids, um, you know, ask why they haven't heard about the B-Sharps until now. You know, where's the money? Where's the gold record? Homer says, we will answer those questions another day. Time for bed. Time for bed. Go to bed. He's like, um, I'll never forget my five and a half weeks at the top. Man, that was some story. But there's still a few things I don't get. Like, how come we never heard about this until today? Yeah, and what happened to all your money you made? Why haven't you hung up your gold record? Since when could you write a song? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> those are perfectly good answers. There are perfectly good answers to those questions. But they'll have to wait until another night. <laughs> <laughs> and we never hear and about we it never again. hear from them again. Yeah, what happened to all of his, like, money? I'm sure they made Floorboards. Oh. Floorboards. Yeah. That's what, that's where Homer Stashy knew. Yeah. Well, remember he did didn't have any money for his uh, triple bypass. I mean, think well, think of celebrities today, man. They blew through their money oh, yeah. and go bankrupt. Yeah, very fast. Yes, so. they do. And who know? I mean, a paycheck split four ways. And they yeah. weren't. They were big, but they weren't like Beatles big. Well, they were touring like the Beatles, <laughs> at least in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so Homer, you know, flips the back of the album over, and we get a shot of uh, his crack showing. <laughs> yeah, Apu, Apu, Barney, and Skinner all face towards the camera, and Homer's turned around. Uh, he sees yeah. his ass crack. Yeah, that was good. Uh, so Homer calls a group to meet on the roof of Moe's. Yep. Which doesn't say Moe's Cavern anymore. Nope, it just says Moe's. Yeah. Um, and at the entrance of the roof, which <laughs> I didn't know Moe had roof access. Uh, I mean, why not? Well, most one floor things have like one of those like I suppose you know, like usually yeah. those things are on like apartment roofs and that's like true, much yeah. taller buildings but they have a roof access entrance yep. and you see some graffiti <laughs> on the back that says for a good time call Edna Krabappel 555-6921 <laughs> as well as a Bart Alberto graffiti so so who's Alberto? who is Alberto? who is Alberto? I don't know. And so now we get the B-Sharps uh, kind of do it, redoing their rendition. Yeah. You know, they're like, you know what? We haven't done this in a while. Let's just do it. And so across the street on one of the taller buildings, you see the hill, human fly scaling a building. Human fly here. I stayed up all night dyeing my underwear. Yeah. Now that has to be, isn't that a reference to someone that did the human fly on the Empire State Building? 
Possibly. I don't, I don't know, know what year that, that was, but I re- I kind of remember them doing a human I, fly. Was it was it this? Check it out. So the rooftop concert, uh, which the Beef Stars perform on the roof of Moe's Tavern at the end of the episode, is a parody of the January 30th, 1969 Beatles rooftop concert, which was performed on the uh, roof of the group's Apple Corpse studio in London, England. So, uh... Posted in March of 2008, there was a guy who base jumped off of it, and he was dubbed the Human Fly. So, I I don't know if this is still a reference to anything, but there's your answer. But 2008's way after this episode. There's your answer, Fishbulb. Well, no, that doesn't. That's not an answer. (laughs) I want to know about a Human Fly pre this episode. I'm sure there was. Anyways, continue. All right. So guest star George Harrison was the member of the Beatles and his line, it's been done as he's driving by, rolls yeah. on the windows. Like it's been done. Uh, was likely a reference to this concert. His snub of the, of the B sharps reunion also, uh, perhaps hints his years lifelong disdain for his ex bandmates to reunite under the Beatles name. Yes. Um, and so <laughs> now we get some kid just, you know, kind of like in the, you know, 50s, 60s, during the era of, yeah. you know, uh, quartets. You know, it's like, paper here, get your paper. It's like, I'll take one. And so the guy takes, it's like, oh, this isn't about the B-sharps. And we actually paused and looked at it. It says, Storm Hits Midwest on it is the actual yeah, title. Storm Hits Midwest. So, um, Springfield is now in Illinois. Well, so you talk it's snow. No, it says Midwest. Since when is Utah uh, in the Midwest? Or maybe it was a fake paper. <laughs> Just totally? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Springfield is now in the Midwest. Okay. They moved. They moved. They moved from the ocean to the to the yeah. Midwest. And so now we get credits. And underneath the credits, Homer asks uh, if they all pass the audition. <laughs> audition for what? Well, well, once you read the reference... Because this is also oh, a reference okay. to the Beatles. Of course it is. And Barney's like, I don't get it. Yeah, Barney doesn't get it. It's like, I'd like to thank you on behalf of the group, and I hope we pass this audition, were the exact words John Lennon said during it, during the version of Get Back, which was recorded not for the version of this song, which was released as a single, but instead as a song which uh, was included on the group's album Let It Be. So... Wow, this is uh, Beatles Mania. Yeah. Beatles Mania. Um, I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it, but if you guys want to go watch the uh, Disney Plus um, thing, according to uh, what I've heard, it's... Well, I know good. our parents want to watch it. No, they, they But they don't have Disney Plus. It. Yeah, they watched it here. Oh, did they? Disney Plus. Yeah. So, yeah. I I really enjoy this episode. I think it is fantastic. I, I like some Beatles stuff. I, I haven't really listened to a whole lot of it, but I love all the Beatles references. They're they're perfectly placed. They're fantastic. Yeah, I like Thunderstruck. Oh, that's not one of the Beatles songs. God, I hate you. <laughs> um, but I, it's so good. Oh, uh, right, right. I like It's Raining Men. Oh, wait, that's not the Beatles either. God, you're terrible at this game. Um, but Wait, wait, I'll get one. Okay. I'll get one. Well, you think about it. All I'm going right. to get my final thoughts. Um, the jokes are, are great. I, the flashback, it, the, it's a flashback episode. Those are always cool. Um, any, as I've said in the past, any uh, episode with a song that ends up on an album, I love, I usually end up liking those episodes a lot. Uh, it's fantastic. 
It's a great season one opener, which, by the way, was not supposed to be uh, ep- uh, season five se- or episode season five episode one season premiere. This episode and Kate Fear were supposed to book or uh, finish off season four. Oh, so another one of these ones. Yes, huh? yes, another one of these ones. But it, I think it's a fantastic open to season five. It's it's just everything's coming out Millhouse man. I don't know. Five. Can't touch so, this. Well, no. I mean, you're in the right era now for oh. this flashback. <laughs> it's 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 good. It's great. I I really love this episode. Yeah. Ooh, achy breaky heart. Okay, why don't you give me your final thoughts? All right, and final thoughts. Um, you know, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, piano know. man. Oh, piano man. There we go. <laughs> man, we just really don't know any Beatles songs. Yellow brick road. No, I don't think so. Anyways, your final yes, thoughts. Yes, final thoughts. So, I don't, that's not one of my favorites. It really, I mean, it's funny, it's good. The flashback, as disjointed as it was, <laughs> I mean, now that I've watched it and gone through all the references, I'm like, man, it's just so disjointed. But then again, Drunk Homer, you know. Yeah. But if it's true, obviously I'd say it's true, because you wouldn't find an album with your face on it yeah. if it's not true yes. so it's it's definitely something that happened obviously at the end of the episode they all got together and did their yeah. thing on the top of Mo's. so definitely true storytelling a little bit wobbly not i don't know not not one of my favorites but i do i it's had some good laughs i'll tell you that i had some good laughs so i'm gonna do four mm, sprinkles as my uh yeah this episode comes on you bet your ass and watch them yeah i don't know i don't know i I mean, as an opener, I think they did a good job opening the season, but as an overall episode, eh, not, not, not my favorite. Who are we profiling this week? So we're going to profile the uh, Beatles manager. Wait, no. The Beatles Sharps manager. The B-Sharps. The B-Sharps <laughs> manager. The B-Sharps. The B-Sharps. Um, his uh, name is Nigel. Uh, his occupation, star discoverer, fortune maker, and hat blocker. Once again, no clue. Um, his modus operandi. Which, by the way, is a particular way or method of doing something, especially one that is characteristic or well-established. Sure. Well, that's <laughs> the meaning of modus operandi for anybody who might not understand what those words mean. Oh, I thought you were looking up head blocker. I could look that up, too. I don't think anyone asked what modus operandi stood for. I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, his modus operandi is lurking around small-town bars, scouting flash-in-the-pan talent. So, hat-blocking is a process, uh, also known as hat-form, or bashing-block, is a wooden block carved in the shape of a hat by a craftsman known as a block-shaper. It is used by hat makers or milliners, as well as costume makers or hobbyists, to produce a hat. Today, there are only a handful of block shapers left. So what does that have to do with anything? That's what his occupation was. He's, he was a hat blocker? I guess. Wow. That's a, that's a change in uh, yeah. <laughs> work. Yeah. All right. Uh, his country of origin, Great Britain. Description. Long black hair pulled back into a ponytail. Blue shirt, red shirt, white tie. Sure. Blue suit, red shirt, white tie, matching red and white hanky, unoriginal PR coups, press conferences (laughs) at Kennedy Airport. (laughs) 
I don't know if I'd have him as my agent. I mean, he got him famous for a hot minute there. Yeah, and then he kind of just fell off the face of the earth. Like, you just don't see him much anymore. No. It's kind of like when Homer was uh, Lurleen's agent. <laughs> see how that turned out. Yeah, yeah we did. Maybe that's, maybe that's where Homer got his chops, though, for finding musical talent. Maybe, I don't was know. was when he was in the B-sharps. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, maybe. That's a, it's a great possibility that that is what mm. happened. So... Once again, guys, welcome back to season five. Um, it's going to be an amazing season. We got lots of guests coming. Um, some coming up uh, relatively soon in season five. Yeah. Um, some uh, people from a same podcast, different people. Yeah. Um, so that'll be kind of cool. Uh, we're going to look at hopefully getting Simpsons Man again. Maybe Warren uh, Bart of Darkness. What? See who we can pull. Maybe we can get some Simpsons folks. I know Wes Anderson still wants to come on and. Josh Weinstein wants to still come on. So we're going to see if we can pull them in here. So until those episodes, come check us out on our social media. Um, you can find us at uh, on Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Pod, on Facebook, uh, The Simpsons Did It Podcast. Make sure if you do want to tag us um, at The Simpsons uh, Did It Pod, <laughs> uh, big name. So make sure you tag us on there. Twitter, Simpsons Did It PC. Uh, you can find our uh, edited uh, podcasts on YouTube. Um, if you guys, that's where you want to listen to them. Just like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe. Um, make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts. Give us rate, review, subscribe. Um, we're getting a lot of subscribers on uh, Spotify, um, which is kind of cool. I always like yeah. seeing uh, new subscribers on Spotify, where I think that's kind of the most... We've I've really seen you know the biggest jump is, is Spotify is kind of the big yeah. one. Um, make sure you give us a phone call. Oh um, yes. So our phone number six one two five eight four not zero nine eight six. Call. Listen to our special guest that left a crustyish voicemail. It's, it's very crustyish. It, it's very crustyish. It's awesome. But make sure yeah you actually leave us a voicemail and let us know how we are doing. Uh, let us know things you want to hear, things you want to see. And yeah, we'll uh, put that into our podcast. Uh, finally, uh, if you'd like to donate to our podcast, head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash The Simpsons Did It and donate 5, 10, 15, 20. We got stickers. Uh, we're still trying to figure out what we want to do for other merch, but we're going to put our heads together. I swear to God, we're putting our heads together. And we're going to come up with something amazing, whether it's koozies, pens, sponges with our business card on it. You know, yeah. Yeah. Some, some cool things. We'll, we got yeah. to come up with some cool things. Um, so before we close it out, um, just like at the end of every year. So obviously this is airing in 2022. Yes. But just like every year at the end, um, Spotify puts out um, our wrap for the year. Oh, nice. And so I wanted to kind of let you guys know. Where we where we were for two thousand one and what how you guys helped two, us two thousand one two thousand twenty one wow we've been doing this for twenty years yeah <laughs> you never know um so on January third is when we released the first episode of twenty twenty one nice and it was episode thirty old money nice so that was pretty cool number two um our show made some new friends in new places. And we got our first streams in three new countries. That's awesome. In 2021. Nice. Thanks, guys. Those places are Singapore, oh. Uruguay, and Argentina. So if somebody from a different country streams us, 
Can they stream it in their language? I don't think so. Unless you're talking in that language or someone oh. converts it. So okay. that's that's kind of cool. Three new countries that's in awesome. 2021. Thanks, guys. Um, and so for the growth, we uh, increased our followers by 135% nice. for year number two. Or oh, oh, one and a half. Yeah. So that's awesome. Number of listeners is up 54%. Number of streams is up 51%. And our number of hours of recording content <laughs> is up 50%. Yeah. we're our second year. So. Yeah. so that's really awesome. Yeah. Thanks everybody who listens and streams. And I hope you guys continue on into this new year. And Yep. And then so next... 14 fans of our fans. So we click a fan. 14 of our fans listen to us more than any other podcast they did throughout the entire year. That's awesome. Thank to those 14 people. You were amazing. I hope you keep listening. So I I, I do like that. I want that number to go up next year because that's really awesome. And two of our fans listen to most of our episodes. Oh, nice. Thanks, guys. So let's keep listening. Let's build that number up. We want to make sure all of our fans are listening to all of it. Um, So I like this one. This one's kind of funny. 40% of our fans listen to us between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m., making it the most popular time. Oh. Which is really cool because people could listen to it to fall asleep. They yeah. can listen to it when they wake up. But you guys are listening to us. Well, I don't know if you want to listen to this to fall asleep because I'm pretty sure my voice ain't going to let you sleep. <laughs> so it it just, it's awesome that you guys want to listen to us during the middle of the day. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's something, obviously, you're doing it at work, driving in your car, whatever yeah. it is. Listening to us in the middle of the day is really awesome. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of that has to do with us releasing our episode at 8 a.m. But uh, that's... Awesome. I like that, you know, you're making us a priority during your day. Yeah. Um, We've released 2,016 minutes of content across 27 episodes in 2021. Oh, okay. Oh, we did 27 episodes. 27 episodes. But there's only 26 weeks. Well, there's 52 weeks. That math doesn't add up. (laughs) Wow, Spotify. Spotify got something wrong. Yeah. I just realized that. Yeah, we definitely drop one every Sunday. I don't know why I thought 26 weeks. I had paychecks wow. on my brain, apparently. apparently yeah. I, I get paid every two weeks. So, so yeah, we definitely did not drop 27 episodes. We drop, definitely dropped 52, unless you were slacking every other week. <laughs> no, I definitely <laughs> did that. So, stay tuned next, uh, next year when we'll give us our stats for 2022. Yes. So, until next time, I'm Steven Skolanski. And I'm your co-host, John Lennon. Oh, and I'm Robert Skolanski. And this has been... The Simpsons did it. Shh.